This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to Episode 5 of the In-Between Podcast, where you'll hear conversations on marriage, parenting, faith, and everything in between. My name is Daniel Im. And I'm Christina Im. Well, today we're going to be talking about money-saving hacks. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like life is just getting more and more expensive, isn't it? <laughs> True. I completely thought that we would have so much more money when all the kids were potty trained. But really... All that money just went into food. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Every month, our food bill just seems to be getting larger and larger. Seriously. It's like, how many times do you have to ransack the pantry? No kidding. And then all the extracurriculars that have costs on top of the registration fee. Yeah, that seems a little unfair. Yeah, a little lack of transparency here. There you go. You always have to follow where that asterisk leads. Yeah, and even if you choose a cheaper option like soccer... You still have to provide snacks. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Or All could... those oranges and the popsicles and, <laughs> you sure. know, nowadays, who knows? The kids are probably like, um, is that organic? Yeah. <laughs> you got to bring organic juice, dye free, <laughs> right? And even with like an art class, yeah, you pay the registration fee, but then you got to pay the supply fee. Mm-hmm. And with schools, you got to do fundraisers and, you know, this thing and that thing. And there's just a lot. There is. Right. There's just, and, and life just seems super expensive. And plus, experts say you have to have like three to six months of your salary saved up at any given time. Oh, is that true? I thought that was just for like your wedding ring or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how does that, how is that even possible? To have three to six months of your salary saved up. Uh, Kids, we're fasting today again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, with a growing family, it's hard enough just to have enough savings for one month. So on this podcast, we really just want to share some money-saving hacks that we've learned over the years, right? Simple things, super practical. Maybe you can take one of them away, but we just hope that this can be a benefit to you getting to the goal of someday... (laughs) <laughs> you know, getting saving up three to six months of your salary. And if, if you get there before us, which likely you might <laughs> share with us on uh, on social media, and we'd love to celebrate with you. And I don't know about you, Christina, but I know that we need this as much as anyone else. We might actually need this podcast more than yeah. anybody else. So this is a lesson that we are just going to be sharing with one another. And thank you for joining in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can be the polite audience that claps in the background or whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> this last year with one of our cars transmission failing and having to replace that. And the other one before going up to Canada, deciding not to start in cold weather. Yeah, which doesn't fly in Canada. No, and I know Canadians don't all live in igloos. It's not always cold there, (laughs) but in the winter, it is cold in Canada. It is. It was negative 40 Fahrenheit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which is the same as minus 40 Celsius. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I don't think anyone should have to feel that kind of weather, but anyways, we were there. So in light of that, right, in light of all of the unexpected expenses, having to replace our garage door as well, man, God was so faithful in being our Heavenly Father. Really and being was. our provider, you know, Victoria's middle name is Providence, mm-hmm. which it was really to signify how God is our providential God. 
mm-hmm. right? So there are a lot of cool ways that God provided for us through friends and through other instances mm-hmm. that is just completely unexpected yes. that we give praise to God for. But in light of all that, we've had to work on building a cushion again. Yes, exactly. And being wise with our money. Yeah. That's really what it is. Yes, God has blessed us in many different ways, but we still need to be good stewards with the things that he has given us, especially finances. Yeah. And having employed many of these money-saving hacks in the past, that's what allowed us to have a little bit of a cushion so that it wasn't uber stressful when these transactions happened, Mm -hmm. right? We were able to pay cash rather than having to pay credit card and pay interest on top of that because we were able to save over the years. Now we have to start again, kind of from scratch, saving up again. But I know these money saving hacks are going to be super helpful. So let's get into it, Christina. Let's actually start with meal planning because that's your sweet spot. I do enjoy meal planning. And I think it's just kind of out of necessity because when the kids are like, Oh, mom, what's for dinner? I want to be like, I actually know. (laughs) Yeah. And you've had a lot of our friends ask you about meal planning and how to meal plan. And I mean, the impact that meal planning has had on our budget is huge. Exactly. And we'll get into it in a different podcast, but also we do have certain allergies in the family. Mm -hmm. So we can't just necessarily go out and buy a frozen pizza from a store. It's just not that easy for us. Exactly. So Christina's put together a list of different ways to meal plan. We're going to start with some of the more expensive and time consuming ones, and then we're going to move down to cheaper and quicker ones. And our hope by the end of this podcast is that you, you might be able to just make one shift, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's not doing all four of these or going all the way down to something completely out of your comfort zone, but maybe you can take one shift to being a little bit more wise in meal planning. Exactly. So if you are the kind of family um, that just goes out all the time when they don't know what to cook or what to eat, then let me introduce you to this first step. Exactly. And if you are one of the families that, you know, you just have a lot of frozen food Mm -hmm. because it's just easier than cooking and every once in a while you feel a little guilty because there's a lot of preservatives and not a lot of veggies, we hope that these meal planning options can help. Mm-hmm. It, exactly. it also definitely helps on the bottom line as well. Yes, true. All right. So let's start with the first one, which is, you know, something very popular like Blue Apron or HelloFresh. Yeah. So I got a coupon in the mail this past winter and it said, you know, spend $50 and get like a $50 thing for free. I personally have never used Blue Apron or HelloFresh, so I thought this would be a great way to try it. So I got on to their website and it was really easy. It's very, you know, it's beautiful, actually. It's very kind of Pinteresty in terms of you get to see what meals you're going to cook and you get to choose. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And it's um, all packaged and sent to your front door. You get to choose. There's a vegetarian option. There's ones that's more kid friendly or there's a more spicy or seafood based, so on and so forth. So I think the appealing thing about it is that it's convenient and also it looks quite healthy depending which package you choose. Uh, When we decided to kind of put in our stats, we said, okay, we want three meals for a family of five. And then they just computed it. It ended up being $9.99 a serving. Mm. So that's not $9.99 like for the meal. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's $9.99 
per serving. Okay. And how many servings would a family of five take? They would say anywhere from three to four. Okay. So especially because our kids are younger. Okay. So it's about the price of going out to an average kind of a mid-tier restaurant as a family. Right. Exactly. Um, So it's about $110 per three meals, depending which one you choose. Okay. So actually that is a little bit cheaper. It's, It's a healthier option than going out. Exactly. At that same price. Exactly. And they do have a very balanced meals, it mm-hmm. seems like. Yeah. Okay. So that's definitely one thing to do because if your default is frozen food, mm-hmm. I mean, frozen food, I think occasionally is fine, but you don't necessarily want to be feeding yourself frozen food every single night if you don't have to. So as you get older and probably want to reduce that double chin as we talked about in episode one. How are those exercises going, by the way? Still kissing the sky. <laughs> Some of these options of going to a Blue Apron or a HelloFresh, they're definitely healthier. Less sodium, better options for maybe about the same price or if not cheaper than taking your family out to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Another added benefit I heard from a friend was that they were getting these recipe cards and they you don't have to return them. They can be part of your like homemade cookbook. Yeah, so it's super easy because all your ingredients are there and you can just go from there and learn how to cook. It could be a fun family experience. Or even a mini date night. Totally, totally. So that's definitely one option. If you're not meal planning at all, it's a great way to dip your toes into it, especially if you've budgeted for going out to restaurants and buying a lot of prepackaged food. So try it, right? Try it for a meal or a couple weeks and just see how that feels. See how it feels to your budget, to your body, and to your family. The second option is following a meal plan like Num Num Paleo. Paleo. Paleo? I, I don't know if it's like a tomato tomato thing, but <laughs> I think it's paleo. Okay, okay. Whatever it's Correct called. Correct us if we're wrong. Yeah, whatever it's called. I don't think it's paleo, so. <laughs> <laughs> Not num num paleo. <laughs> okay, so anyway, go to inbetween.org backslash episode five, and that's actually a cookbook that you have. Yes, it is. Yeah, so tell us a bit about this because I know it's cheaper than like a blue apron or a hellfish but it's a little bit more involved because you got to buy your own ingredients right you have to buy your own ingredients and you have to do all the prep work yourself so the one that our family is really into right now is like daniel mentioned from nom nom paleo and it gives you actually a month's worth so broken down into weeks so week one will tell you five or six different recipes. And the part I really enjoy about it is they always believe in one day that you do the majority of the prep work to make, you know, different sauces or chop different veggies or braise some meat. And then you cook the different days, but also you can take what you made on one day and sort of reinvent it. So Mm. it's that, you know, cook once, but eat twice in a different way. Okay, that's really cool because that's a little bit more achievable than just having a blank slate, having a cookbook and choosing all of these recipes. And then having this massive grocery list mm-hmm. that you may, I mean, that, that can actually be quite expensive. Oh, yeah, exactly. So what if you only need two onions for, you know, the rest of the week, but you have a bunch sitting around and you don't actually really like onions, so you're not going to use them somewhere else. Yeah, but the recipe called for onions and you can't just buy a couple. You buy the whole bag. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Same with potatoes. And there's many years early on in our marriage where we've had to throw away food. Yes. Right. Fortunately. Exactly. And and we liked the ingredients. It's just no recipe called for it or we wanted to go out instead. Mm-hmm. What I really like about this cookbook is that it's Asian inspired. Mm-hmm. Right. We have a Looney Spoons cookbook uh, against the grain one. These ones that are have great recipes. But man, I need my rice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I need my Asian food. Yes, exactly. Now, a little side note, um, some of these cookbooks that we will put in the show notes are like a whole 30 or paleo. And Mm -hmm. so you're not going to necessarily get your, you know, your white rice, you're going to get cauliflower rice or sweet potato rice. But you love me. So even though it's a paleo book, you still provide rice. I mean, tonight's dinner, we had sheep pen sausage, right? Sheep pan. <laughs> That's what you meant. Yeah. I was wondering why the recipe was called sheep pen sausage. I guess I just heard it wrong. Sheep pen. Oh, because you cooked it on a sheep pen. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was really simple. It was sausage, onions, apples, and cabbage with some salt and pepper, olive oil, and. And did you just cook it all in one vinegar. pan? Yes. Man, that's cool. That is gold. And it was so good. With your white rice, right? With my white rice. Oh, it wouldn't have been good without the white rice. (laughs) I need my white rice. So that's the second option where you follow a meal plan like... Num Num Paleo. Yeah, I'm not attempting to say that anymore. (laughs) The third way that you can meal plan is just deciding what you want to eat for the week or two ahead Mm -hmm. and then looking for sales, right? Yes, exactly. So, you know, this is a time to think about what's your favorite recipes Mm. or, you know, like grandma's famous chili or your favorite soup or, you know, stir fry or whatnot. And then try to put all the ingredients on a list. Okay. And then start looking for sales. All right. Now, what I like about that is you can kind of by by not just doing one meal at a time, mm-hmm. but by bulking it together and having a lot of recipes over two weeks, you're not just aimlessly going to the grocery store saying, what should we eat today? Or going every day, which is gas and time and all that stuff. Yeah, and, so much time. And, and just buying for that day. And but, you never stick to the list, right? Oh, yes. Especially when I go to the grocery <laughs> store. Chips, chocolate. <laughs> White just, rice. Yeah, exactly. It always, it always ends up in the basket. So the really cool thing about planning a week or two ahead Mm -hmm. is you can kind of mix and match right you can push some stuff up you can push some stuff later but at least you have a plan when you go to the grocery store exactly and it happens to be like a crazy good sale then maybe you can buy a little bit more of that and Mm -hmm. then freeze it yeah and on that note i would highly recommend investing into a deep freezer Mm -hmm. right if you have the space spend the money to do it because sometimes you can get insane sales for example one of our friends actually it's really funny he bought 12 turkeys <laughs> yeah after thanksgiving yeah because they're like 67 cents you know 60 something cents a pound oh i think it was cheaper than oh that. man yeah yeah so they must have an incredibly huge <laughs> deep freeze no kidding to fit 12 turkeys in yeah and there have been times we've gone to aldi and chicken drumsticks right or chicken thighs mm-hmm. or i mean just on insane like 69 cents a pound totally so then you can actually buy a bunch put them in the deep freeze and that saves a ton of money in the long run yes and this is actually what our family does okay so the stores that i frequently go to i have their apps on my phone 
And so they usually put out their new weekly specials on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And so I'll sit down and I'll look at, oh, at this store, you know, green beans are on sale, mushrooms are on sale, chicken and pineapple are on sale. And then I'll go to another app and say, oh, hey, you know, at this store, there's like blueberries and blackberries and carrots on sale. And so I'll combine all of that. And then I'll actually base my meal plans off of what's on sale at the stores I go to. And sometimes you can go into grocery stores and get these killer sales. Mm -hmm. They're just like, it it doesn't even make sense how cheap something is. Yes, exactly. But then you think, oh, hey, am I just going to buy tortilla chips that are on massively on sale? Or do you kind of need your salsa and And your your, corn dogs and your chicken wings (laughs) and your cheese or your nachos, right? So that's how they draw you in and get you to spend a little bit. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, Bow offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. So based on these four ways to meal plan, what are some of your suggestions on where to start, Christina? Especially for someone who they their default is going to a restaurant or their default is ordering pizza or the you know buying the frozen stuff. What would your first step be for them? So if you're just starting out, I would suggest the Blue Apron or the HelloFresh. And that way that you'll be able to get to know, you know, your kitchen and the different ingredients and how you can use the different ingredients in different ways. And once you feel comfortable and you have a few favorite meals that you have the ingredients and the recipe cards to, then you can stop your subscription and go from there. Yeah, I think that's a really great place to begin. Because like you said, Christina, it's about relearning your kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. More than your microwave or your oven. <laughs> exactly. Learning how to chop and, you know, to because at first cooking takes a long time. Yeah, it does. If you're just learning how to, you know, oh, you have to peel your carrots and your potatoes and all of that. But once it's like practice makes perfect. That's yeah. what it is. So the more you cook, the faster it'll get. And hopefully the less stressful and less time consuming it'll be. Totally. And our second money-saving hack is all about calculating what you spend on groceries that you throw away. Oh, man. Well, I'm guilty of that. (laughs) (laughs) Because awareness is going to be key in changing behavior, Mm -hmm. right? It's going to be key in setting new patterns. Because when you take a look at your inventory, and I would even encourage you to get a to-do list or something, put it on the side of your fridge, and every time you throw something away, write it down. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Half a block of cheese, you know, half a cabbage or a bag of carrots and just write it all down. And in a week, try to calculate how much you actually threw away. Mm -hmm, Exactly. 
But you know what? Sometimes those things that we throw away are just the random pieces of the leftovers that we have from different meals. Yeah, the last celery stalk. Exactly. Or one carrot. You can't really do anything just with those two. Mm Mm-hmm. So my go-to is to throw it into a chili or throw it into Mm. a soup or there's some soups that you can actually just blend. And so you won't even see, you know, your mismatch of veggies or whatnot. Is that what you do? (laughs) Uh, no. (laughs) I mean, I don't complain about your food. It's great. It's just, it's really creative, Christina. Well, we tried to really cut down on the food that we threw out, obviously because of money, but also because we don't really want to waste. We always tell our kids like, oh, you Mm -hmm. have to finish your lunch or, you know, that's a half eaten apple. Don't throw it away. And yet we're not setting the greatest example. Yeah. So if you don't calculate it, if you're not aware of it, you're probably throwing more food away than you'd be comfortable with. And probably throwing away more food than you actually need to. So what are some ways to prevent yourself from throwing out food? Obviously, it's good to be aware of it first Mm -hmm. and foremost. But how do you kind of get to the point of not throwing stuff away? I think like I touched on before, you kind of have to reinvent what you're going to be making. So we do a bunch of smoothies Mm -hmm. in our house. And so sometimes I'll just throw in, you know, that half of a carrot or, you know, that quarter piece of a zucchini or whatnot into the smoothie. Yeah. Okay. Another thing that we do is I touched on it a little bit about soups. But we try to use uh, the bones of the chickens that we have. If I cook a whole chicken, I'll throw it into the crock pot with some water and some just random veggies and onions and garlic, and we'll make our own chicken broth. Yeah, Christina, I love how you do that. And actually what happens after we have a rotisserie chicken for dinner or you've bought a few rotisserie chickens and you've taken all the meat off, and I, I love how you do this for our kids' lunch or for future meals, you'll actually put the meal in Ziploc bags. Right, yeah. Or I'll, put the chicken in Ziploc bags. Exactly. I'll make it into bite-sized pieces and then freeze them in individual Ziploc bags so that later uh, for the, like you said, the kids' lunches or if I'm going to make a chicken salad, I can take a bunch of them out and... And it's uh, really fast. Exactly. It's already cooked. Yeah. So what you often do after you do all that is you'll stick the chicken, like the bones, the carcass, into the crock pot. Mm-hmm. Right. And what's really cool is you actually just turn that on after dinner and by the morning, by next dinner, the next day's dinner, it's all ready. Exactly. And it's, it's soaked and the, the broth is just so rich and, and delicious. And you got all your nutrients from the bones and all of that. So and then you can either cool that and freeze it mm-hmm. or you can use it for soup or change it into something else that you need. That's awesome. That's awesome. So before we go to the next money saving hack, Christina, on clothes, I know you wanted to talk about one more thing. Yes. So personally, our family has not got into couponing just because most of the things that we buy don't necessarily have coupons or some of the stores like Aldi or Costco, they don't actually take coupons. But that doesn't mean that we never want to use coupons. So this is when we'd love to reach out to our audience Um, If you guys have any great couponing hacks or ways that other listeners or ourselves could start couponing, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, definitely. That's at InBetweenShow on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, so let's get to our third money-saving hack, which is about clothes. Yes, 
especially kids' clothes. So because kids will sometimes wear one outfit two or three times and that's it. Mm-hmm. What especially are, those special occasion ones. Yeah. What, what are some ways that you can kind of save money on clothes? So some of the things that our family does are consignment sales. Mm. And that, I think, is going to differ depending where you live. So, for example, in Canada, where we were, our community did, like, Facebook consignment sales. And so you would send them to somebody who would take pictures of it and would price it. And they would have meetups where you would, you know, buy clothes and whatnot. When we moved down to Nashville, there were actually like huge consignment sales that uh, different churches or schools or, you know, organizations would put together. So you can either tag it yourself and make more commission or some sales have opportunities where you can just give all your clothes to a VIP tagger and they'll tag and price the clothes yourself. Okay, so what's the difference between just buying your clothes at consignment versus like a Goodwill then? Or like a Salvation Army? Usually the consignment pieces are a little bit in better shape. Okay. And also they're organized a little bit more. Okay, that's really good to know. Christina, why don't you just share with our audience just, I mean, how much do things cost at consignment? Because I think many people know what things cost at Goodwill and Salvation Army and all that. but, Mm -hmm. But is consignment a lot cheaper? I mean, what's the strategy around buying at consignment? Usually, like for those who are pricing their items, they ask that you get between probably about 50% off okay. um, from the tag price. Or if you really, there's people who take the strategy of, I want to sell everything. I don't want to bring anything home. And so I've bought in pieces that are like a dollar or two dollars. And then the longer the sales go, sometimes they have 25% off or 50% off the tag. So there's been items where I've gotten for 50 cents or, you know, like next to nothing. Yeah. So what are some other ways to save money on clothes, Christina? So unfortunately, a little bit of a trend that's happening now is that the actual stores are closing and they're going more on online. Mm -hmm. So that's the sad part because obviously some jobs are being lost. But on the positive side that they're, you know, selling their items at 70, 80, 90 percent off. So, for example, uh, Gymboree in our in our area closed down as well as Stride Right. And so I went in and bought basically three or four sizes up wow so we're stocked for you know our like we were saying our kids are eight so they're stocked for until they're about 12 years old that's awesome Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i spent about 200 dollars. okay wow that's really cool that that, that's what those credit card transactions are so (laughs) so and that's you know and, and that's one of the sides too is that sometimes it's a little bit more expensive on the front end but as you know time goes by you really do see those savings okay great It's cool, Christina, because there are sometimes you've actually traded clothes Mm -hmm. with other people too, right? Yes, that's definitely, I would say, one of the best ways to save money because you're not spending anything. So we've been blessed with a lot of hand-me-downs from friends who their kids are a little bit older. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, oh, here's some stuff that, you know, our kids don't fit into and I think your kids would love. And at the same time, we've been able to return the favor and to give them hand-me-downs for 
things that don't fit our kids anymore. That's awesome. That's awesome. Another way that we can kind of save money on clothes is by throwing a party too, right? You've done this several times with your clothes. Yes, exactly. So I've gotten a few women together and it doesn't matter if they're the same size or not. Um, And you just bring whatever that you haven't really worn for a while and you just kind of have hors d'oeuvres and drinks and you just have a fun time. And then one person will go around and say, hey, I have this shirt that doesn't fit me anymore. Would anybody be interested in it? And so you speak up if you would like to try it on. If there's multiple people who would like to try it on, then they do. And, you know, you're kind of the audience and say, oh, very kindly, of course. Oh, I think this fits their skin tone better or fits them better or whatnot. And so you get, you walk away with probably a few items, if not a lot more that are new to you. And the rest that nobody has claimed will get donated to Goodwill. Oh, that's awesome. I like how it's not just, hey, bring your ratty stuff, but it's bring your stuff that you haven't worn in a while. Mm -hmm. Because if you haven't worn something in a while, you're likely not going to wear it again, right? Exactly. A lot of things that we have in our closets are usually kept because they're sentimental. Mm. Either one of those, like, I will fit into that one day, or I, you know, maybe this style will come back. Usually styles don't come back for about 20 years. So you're holding on to stuff for a long time. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So the last two options as a guy, I don't necessarily, I've never really traded my clothes with others because I'll just wear them until they fall apart. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't really want to throw a party either. But this last way to save money on clothes is something that I've learned a lot about. And it's actually helped me a ton on what clothes to buy. Mm -hmm. And it's the whole idea of the capsule wardrobe. Yes. So like we were talking about the large wardrobes that not, you know, you don't wear everything. They say you probably only wear about 30% of the clothes that you actually have in your closet. So the idea surrounding the capsule wardrobe is that you would buy less and that you would be more aware of what you're spending. And we'll actually address capsule wardrobes at length on a future episode because typically it's not really the guy that does it or the kids that are doing it. It's typically the mom, right? Or, or, mm-hmm. or the woman that, that will kind of embrace this idea of a capsule wardrobe. Mm-hmm. So it has definitely helped us in saving money and, and knowing even though there's a great sale on clothes knowing, hey, am I really going to wear that more than once or is it really just a one-time purchase? Yes, exactly. Is it fast fashion or is it something that I actually want to invest in and it's timeless? All right, so the last money-saving hack is all about being aware of your small expenses. Oh, those are the dangerous ones. They are because it's like, oh, you know, I'm tired. I didn't have time to make coffee in the morning. $2 for drip coffee at Starbucks, right? Or $5 for a latte. And you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, well... I'm going to treat myself or I need my caffeine to to stay sane. And I mean, if you add all of that up Mm -hmm. in a month, it's a lot of money. Yes, especially if you're, you know, buying lunch here and there or, you know, a Chick-fil-A run and a Wendy's run and, uh, you know, so on and so forth run. It uh, it does definitely add up very quickly, especially when you think about, hey, how much does it actually cost to cook a meal for a family? Yeah. Right. If you buy all the raw ingredients, the meat, the veggies, everything, I mean, it doesn't cost that much to cook a meal for your family. Usually less than ten dollars. Exactly. Whereas at a restaurant, for the whole family. Exactly. Mm-hmm. At, whereas at a restaurant, that's like at least ten dollars per person. Mm-hmm. At least. Mm-hmm. And that's just drinking water. <laughs> yes. And right? no. And no dessert. Exactly. Just being aware and monitoring these small expenses is going to go a long way 
in your budget and keeping your budget. And we're, we'll talk about how we budget and, and some of the tools that we use to track our finances and make sure that we're on target imperfectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not always on target. But, you know, before we end off our episode, we'd love for you to share your money saving hacks mm-hmm. with us. Yes. Right. We'll love actually compile a list of all the ones that you've shared and we'll share them on a future episode of our podcast. So just on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, it's at in between show. Well, that does it for our episode today. And next week we are going to be talking about dating and how you just know when you know. You just know when you know. <laughs> so if you have a friend or a family member, someone that's dating, that is just trying to figure out, am I supposed to date this person? Or is this the right person? Or how do I find a date? We're just going to be directing the entire episode around this concept of you just know when you know the myths about dating. And we hope to give you some good advice that maybe is going to be great for you or advice that you can share with others. And if you haven't done so yet, we would love and appreciate if you would rate and review our podcast on iTunes just so that we can get the word out and let other people know about this podcast. Yeah, it makes a huge difference because what iTunes does is they'll actually share it with others and show other people our podcast the more it's rated and reviewed. So any help would be greatly appreciated and we will see you next week. This episode was brought to you in part by the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast, an outreach dedicated to bringing joy, strength, intimacy, and purpose to couples seeking growth. Be sure to visit enneagramandmarriage.com to find your chemistry together again, or for the very first time.